Hi everyone, this is Henry Hahn and welcome to another podcast. Today's podcast will continue with the radio conversation that I had with Bill Rose and Mike Raw. So please listen and enjoy. Good morning and welcome to Conversations in Christ with Bill Rose and Mike Rao. We invite you to sit back, open your Bible with us, and engage in a dialogue as we learn together more about the incredible gift of grace that God has given all of us. Now, let's reason together in love. Good morning, George. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, and George. Good morning, Henry Hahn. Good morning, guys. Hey, we yes. had him here last week, and uh, he just excited me no end. And so, uh, well, he decided to get back out of bed. Yeah, and, and come, come, come and, back and join, join us again. Right? <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me here. Yeah. Well, no, that's that, that's uh, that's a real pleasure, Henry, to have you with us, and we're glad you're uh, here with us again. And um, hopefully, he's going to be on the next few shows with us, folks. So, yeah. just uh, tune in every Sunday at eight thirty, and uh, so. Uh, Bill, what do you want to add to that? Well, you know, last uh, week, Henry was, you know, he was sharing a, a lot of great information. And, and one of the things that hit me when we were talking about the uh, the humbleness of Jesus and, and uh, his servanthood and, and that, you know, Jesus really did demonstrate, hey, you want to be, uh, you want to be great, be the least, you know, mm -hmm. you, and you want to be first, be last. And washing the feet was a perfect example yeah. of that. And so, you know, what I shared a while back was, you know, the uh, the model that we see in the world is the pyramid and and the goal, just like what Mike did. Mike created the pyramid and he became the president of this Beamy Living Center. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, and that's just the way the world's got to run. You know, but the way that the Lord wanted the church to run was that pyramid flipped upside down mm -hmm. it's the it's the reverse pyramid mm -hmm. and and so true servant leadership is that desire to be at the bottom mm. of that pyramid because when you're at the bottom now you can hold people up and and now you can see people's needs when you're at the top looking down that's very difficult but when you're at the bottom looking up you can you can see and i i kind of equate this to like a quarterback a quarterback on a football field where is he standing he's standing typically in the back now he can in one sense support the, all all those players that are on his team and he can also see the other side mm -hmm. and so the best position for the quarterback is to be in in, in the rear mm -hmm. it's the same thing is true in ministry and yet unfortunately when we're talking about the church sometimes is we've taken on that business format and then, you know, it's still that that upward pyramid. So mm -hmm. it's how do I get to the top, whether yeah. it's the senior pastor or the associate pastor or whatever. And yet, you know, that the Lord never wanted any of those titles in the first place. Mm -hmm. And he just wanted that servant leadership. And I like this commandment in, in John 13. You know, uh, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have this kind of love for one another. Mm -hmm. And we're, and that was one of the main points that, that kind of 
struck me last week was is that if we would have really held to that you know kind of loving one another and holding on to one another yeah. evangelism would have been organic yeah it, it, it just would have been easy it would have been so simple yeah. and our fellowship would have been so simple right and most of the whole christian life would have been simple yeah. you know but we didn't hold on to it yeah let, let me share something here because i'm thinking it, we, we we make this statement out here, practice what you preach. You know who practices what they preach? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. They practice what they preach. Right. There is not one thing that they have us, asked us to do that they have not already done. Absolutely. Okay? And so, uh, and so there, there's not much more to be said about that, but people don't think that. They think, well, we got to do this because God commands it, but... And they don't recognize, like you were talking about last week, uh, Henry, the humility. Yeah. Jesus' humility was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that, that just remember, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they practice what they preach. They have first done in and through them with themselves all of the commandments they've given us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, last week we were talking about the three gifts. I just want to just kind of cover that just a little bit more. Uh, how those three gifts, uh, you know, practically make believers. One is that um, life. If you're mature in life, then you don't fight with children, right? I mean, a lot of times the fighting being blown about is because they're young. They find something new. Let's say... If you really got excited about speaking in tongues and you really want to, you're so excited, you want to tell everybody. And you're so excited because you, you got filled up and you say, you, everybody got to have to do this, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, if you're mature, now, if you're not mature, you might say, no, you don't. I don't agree. I don't think everybody needs to speak in tongues, right? Show me that in the Bible. Right, then they'll show the Bible, then mm. you'll show the Bible. No, see over here it says you don't. Well over here you said you do. Well but if you're a mature, right, then you, you're not gonna fight. Right. It's it's knowing the Father and the Son. Mm -hmm. You speak in tongues, you got to know the Father, praise the Lord. Right. Right? Right. Wonderful. Right? You didn't speak in tongues and you know Jesus? Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Takes yes. a judgment out. Right. right? There's no no problem, right? So if we fight about these things, it means we're, we're, we're children. Children, right. Right, getting Immature, blown about. Immature, That's Ephesians yes, 4, yes, right? Yes. And then truth, if you see Jesus is the truth, then same thing, right? You're grounded in the truth. Right. You're established in the truth. So if people bring things up, uh, what about uh, predestination, <laughs> right? What about predestination? What about free will? I mean, that's a big deal. In uh, Christian history, mm -hmm. big schism, yeah. predestination and free will. But if you if you hold on to the truth of Jesus Christ, then you enjoy predestination. So, well, isn't God faithful? Yes. God is so faithful. I mean, that's what predestination is about. He's faithful. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the free will side. Then you say, <laughs> isn't God wonderful? He's willing to let us choose. Because he is so confident that he's the most beautiful one in the universe that he's going to say, go and do the best. Go and taste everything. Mm. And you're going to come back and see 
that I am the one for you to choose. Mm -hmm. Right? So, if you hold the truth, see Jesus, then no, you say predestination, I say praise the Lord. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Yep. You say free will, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Isn't that, isn't Jesus wonderful that yeah. we would choose him? Yes. Right? And then finally, on this matter of humility, it's also very ironic that usually the people that fight ends up to be the leaders, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Those that have done something, mm -hmm. they have gotten a reputation, they have served God in a certain way and gotten some results, right? Now they have gotten some results, they have, they're lifted up, now they're ready to, I don't agree with you, Mike. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you, I know you started this program, <laughs> but now I'm, I don't agree. I'm, I've done something too, Mike, right? right? So then, then we, we split off to start another church or something like that. Yeah. But humility is to continue to serve one another. Right. Right. To yes. be nothing. No matter how much you have accomplished. I mean, you, we can never accomplish as much as Jesus Christ. That's correct. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet he was there serving, washing people's yes. feet. Right. I mean, right. so who are we to think that we've done anything that deserves uh, being honored right. and... Uh, getting offended because people don't give us the recognition that we deserve you know but but we need to be in jesus right yep. he's our humility absolutely so that we can no matter look if we're a slave back in those those days you don't have a right to be offended <laughs> you don't even have a right to be offended yeah. what no. you're offended yeah kill him <laughs> yeah, chop his head off <laughs> that's it right no so that's the being a servant mike I love you, brother, yeah. right? Bill, I just want to, you know, you, you say something that, that offends me, but Lord, I, who am I, right? I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. So I, praise the Lord, brother. Right. Well, anyway, I, make, I, make, I make the statement that uh, my, my flesh has no justification, so therefore uh, it has no right to be offended, you know, and my, the new creation that I am is perfect, absolutely righteous and absolutely perfect. And so I don't need any justification. Be I've already been justified. Yeah. yeah, so nothing to be offended in either That's way. Right. Yeah. That's right. You know. That's absolutely so whatever you say about me, I can say it's true. Yeah. If you can tell, if you want to say I'm the biggest jerk in the world, I say okay, I, I, I'm I'm with you about that. Yeah. You know. Well, that if is you, true. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. want to say, you know, the most righteous person I know, I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you think that, but I said I'm no more righteous than anybody else, but I am as righteous as Jesus. Amen. I, and and I think. Uh, What's really important is uh, we wish in the Christian body that we could all really appreciate each other and have a, a deep sense of intimacy. And that's there. We can have that. And God's given that as a gift. And yet what happens is we see it. And then as we get to know people, we start to judge because they have a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. And that difference of opinion, instead of saying, this is a great opportunity for me to get to say know you more Henry because I'm not sitting in the same camp that you're sitting and since I'm not Henry's got the Lord's given him something and so now's my time to learn you know a, a whole different idea a whole different concept so in seeing it as an opportunity instead of getting defensive mm -hmm. is also a way to unify the body but we're so again prone to see that those differences as oh i gotta defend the lord here you know it's like peter chopping off the ear yeah you know hey you know the lord's got to come by and pick that ear and stick it back yeah. on so somebody can hear again <laughs> we're so prone to try to defend god yeah 
Yeah. And, he, and he's big enough to take care <laughs> of himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't need our help for anything. Yeah. yeah. Backtrack just a little bit. You know, this matter of oneness or the prayer for one is actually, to me, what he wants to build back in Matthew 16. Okay, in Matthew 16, as soon as he asked, you know, who do you say that I am, right? And then Peter spoke up and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then he says, you're right. Father showed you this revelation. But I say also, and I say also to you, I will build my ecclesia, right? I will build my assembly and it will crush the gates of Hades. So you would think this ecclesia must be really, really important. That that's what in his heart. And then right after that, he says, I'm going to the cross. Of course, Peter says, you know, be it far from you, right? Yeah, Don't right. do it, right? <laughs> but that was what Jesus wanted to do. He has to go to the cross for the building up of this ecclesia. And then this word ecclesia, you know, by the way, ecclesia in, in the Greek, just means called out the called out gathering it was a it was a secular word used in those days for mm -hmm. a like a town hall meeting mm -hmm. okay you you ring the bell and you call people out for a, a town square meeting right so in a way it's, it's like the disciples must go what what is go you know i'm seeing this great revelation you're the christ you're the son of the living god and he says i'm going to build my called out what is that? I mean, okay, I know about town hall meetings, but what is this thing, ecclesia, that you're going to build, right? And then he only mentioned it again in chapter 18 about tell the ecclesia. And then it was not mentioned again in the entire gospels, the four gospels, only two times ecclesia was mentioned, right? Chapter 16 of Matthew, chapter 18 of Matthew. Then you would think, well, what's going on here? I mean, this is thing that you're building as the Christ, because Christ means he's the one anointed with a mission, right? He has a mission, and his mission is to build this ecclesia, and doesn't talk about it. Okay, but did he? Of course, my opinion is he did. He explained what the ecclesia is from 13 to 17 of John. I mean... John 13 to 17 is a detailed description of this ecclesia. Starting from again, right? We were talking last week about washing. What is this ecclesia? The members love one another. Mm -hmm. They wash each other's feet. Yeah. They're carrying out the new commandment. What's the ecclesia? Chapter 14. The, the Jesus as the spirit comes back and dwells in them. Each one of them who is the who have believed and have received, right? He's in them. What's the ecclesia? Ecclesia is the vine, where all the branches are the believers, and the believers make, make up the vine, right? Mm -hmm. he, and it's Jesus. That's probably what, where Paul got the whole idea of the body of Christ, right? Is from Jesus saying, I'm the vine, right. you're the branches, mm -hmm. right? Chapter 16, what's the ecclesia? It's the Spirit declaring everything of the Trinity to the members of Christ. All of the riches of the Trinity is now poured into being declared by the Spirit of reality, right? right? The Spirit of truth. Okay, then finally is one, right? The prayer for one. 
So you might say, the prayer for one, and then he went to the cross. Okay? So the oneness, the unity, the one, you could say is the culmination, description of the ecclesia that he said he's going to build. I mean, just, I mean, I don't know, but I, I mean, it sunk in oh, on me oh, yeah, just yeah. not that long ago. I go, wow. You know, because, you know, people are talking about building church, right? I mean, okay, so just a little bit, back, backtrack a little bit. Ecclesia is really called out assembly. That's mm-hmm. the real meaning. Right. But it was, it's been <clears throat> mistranslated, actually, in most English version to church. Church is actually, if you go back to the etymology of the word church, and even you just go to the dictionary, it'll say church is the building. Mm-hmm. And even the Greek word that was the etymology for leading up to the word translation of church is really the building. It's a physical place where they go to worship, okay, and which includes worshiping idols. But the English translation mostly translated ecclesia to church, but that's a wrong translation. It should really just be congregation or assembly. Right. And so now what, when people say we want to build the church, <laughs> right, what are they building? Are we building one? Are we building the loving of one another? Are we building to let people know the spirit of Jesus is in them? Right. Are we building this vine bearing fruit, right? Are we building, you know, the spirit declaring everything to the disciples and, and, and to the believers? Are we building up one? If we're not, right, right then we're building a building. <laughs> you know, we're, we're building an organization which is fine if we recognize that, that that is somebody's ministry, right? We say, okay, that's, you know, because every church today, building church, has a minister, right? That church represents the thoughts, the view, the practices of that minister, mm-hmm. okay? So that's their ministry. So the church today is really somebody's ministry. And praise the Lord, there are a lot of believers in them. And I would use Philippians chapter 1, I would say, as long as Christ is preached, I rejoice. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We rejoice that Christ is preached. You preach in church for this, according to this kind of way, that kind of way, praise the Lord. But the ecclesia is all the members. It doesn't matter where they are, right? What church they belong to, what ministry they're in under, as long as they're a believer, they are part of the one body. Correct. Yeah. Right? They are part of the body, and we love, we, that means all believers, should love one another, mm-hmm. including all those that are in the organized churches. Sure. Because right. they're as much of a believer as if you're not in an organized church or mm-hmm. on your own in a home. Right? Correct. So the, the, the loving of one another and becoming one is being one with the believers themselves. Right? With every believer, we love, we care, we serve, and, and we become one with them. Right. Yeah. And we stop judging. And that's the foot washing, although it was a physical foot washing, it was really a picture of the way we are supposed to deal with each other. Mm. Okay? We don't practice. I mean, some churches still practice regular foot washing. But the foot washing is, has to do with our lives. Okay? And rather than judging people, we should be loving people and helping them, helping them clean up their life if that's what is, ne- is what is called for. Whatever it is that they need, to, that is what 
washing the feet is. Yes. Okay. And so whatever whatever it is, I, you know, I don't try to you know cat, put it in a in a list of things. This is just whatever the Lord calls you to do with your neighbor, then do that. Yes, sir. Do that, and that's right. And do that in love, and uh, gently. If, if they are in error some way in their life, and gently you bring them back, okay? And you wash their feet, you know. Forgiveness is another way of washing feet. Forgiving somebody who has done something to you uh, is, is foot washing. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, sometimes, you know, that, that act, you know, having been raised in some somewhat of an old traditional church, you know, the uh, pastor or the priest, they, they would perform this once a year. You know, they would get get up there, and it, and it was just all part of a ceremony, mm-hmm. and that's not whatever the Lord intended it to become. Yeah. And it, it was a true sacrificial act on His part. And like you like you said, everything I do, everything I say comes from the Father. So that when that took place, the Father prompted him to do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of ceremony, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't to be necessarily a model it was just it was a way to demonstrate to those people that were there that day that he loved them and loved them so much that he would get down and and yeah. and do that mm-hmm. and and i'm sure they must have been shocked and and yeah. and probably embarrassed and peter was hey, peter was yeah don't hey <laughs> okay well if you're gonna do it all, just, all of me yeah, yeah. And that, uh, can you brush that, my teeth too? That, that, because that is foreign to human thinking. It is. See, it's the opposite. We think, well, the king needs his feet washed. But the king in this case is washing the feet of the fellow, fellow people. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's mm-hmm. not, does not lord it. He is lord, but he doesn't lord it over anybody. Right. Okay? That's right. He's loving and is a, and in, in humility is doing all of this mm-hmm. which is not the way we think humanly yeah and so the flesh doesn't see that doesn't comprehend that it takes a vision or seeing a revelation by the holy spirit to us to really see this i mean we can talk about it all day but unless the holy spirit reveals it to whoever we're speaking to mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> it doesn't happen okay yeah. the holy spirit's the teacher none of us here i'm sure henry you're this you you're like us we know we're not the teacher. We're communicators. We communicate what we know and believe. But the Holy Spirit is the teacher, the one, to make, who, one who makes the truth plain to the listener. Amen. Mm-hmm. We need the light, right? Everyone needs the light of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think that act, too, about the washing of the feet, what that says to me is, hey, it, if you truly want to be in that kind of instinctive role with the father like just like jesus was then are are we prepared to take on some act that we would seem um you know just uh below us and 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 you think about what would that be well maybe the lord's going to call us you to do that mm-hmm. and and that's real that intimacy that oneness that Jesus is talking about in John 17, that same oneness that he had with the Father, that's what he's offering us. And, oh, by the way, be prepared, because when, when the Lord calls you to get get down on your knees and get humble and, and with some sort of act of service and, and true servanthood, 
we might be shocked about how that gets demonstrated and what that act really is. That's part of the, part of the adventure. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't really want to be um, argumentative here, but oh, we well, say, you're always arguing. I am. <laughs> I'm arguing in love. Let's put it that way. Um, the we make this statement a lot of times that God offers things. God offers salvation, or God offers these things. And but I believe that the Bible tells us we have already been gifted with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so he doesn't offer us anything. He's already given us everything. Okay. There isn't any offer here from God. He's already done it. He's already given us everything. And the only offer is, is for you to participate in what you already have. The gifts you've already been given. And of course, if you have Jesus, is it Colossians or Ephesians says, if you have Jesus, you have everything. You already have everything. We have him. We have everything. So therefore, what do we need then? We just need to start enjoying what we already have. Yeah. First of all, believe it you know, that you have. Because if you don't believe you have it, there's no <laughs> there's no participating in it. You, you, you're not. So yeah. believe it. And then you are then you are participating. It's just like the kingdom says. Yeah, he says, you know, unless you become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom. Doesn't mean you're, he's going to keep you out. It means unless you become a little child in your thinking and that you won't come in, you won't participate. <laughs> You've been listening to Conversations in Christ. If you'd like to know more about the program, you can uh, go to the website, which is conversationsinchrist.org. There you can hear previous programs. You can also read writings from Bill or Mike. You can also contact the program by sending an email to info at conversationsinchrist.org. If you're interested in Henry's book, which is called One, Unfolding God's Eternal Purpose from House to House, you can go to his website, which is onebody.life. We'll also have a link on our website to that as well. Be sure to join us next week for more Conversations in Christ. Thank you for listening to Conversations in Christ. Our prayer is that today's program has opened your heart and mind to a greater understanding and curiosity about the gift of grace that God has given to each of us in and through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or comments about today's program, feel free to drop us a note at Conversations in Christ, P.O. Box 2677, Grass Valley, California, 95945. Or you can send us an email. Just send it to info at conversationsinchrist.org. For Bill Rose and Mike Rao, I'm George Rath. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing by God so that you may believe and begin to experience the very life of God in you. We'll see you next week.